You're listening to the Common Ground Football Podcast, Season 3 Premiere, Episode 88. They say absence makes the heart grow fonder. Is that true? I know the last year has been crazy. Hell, the last year and a half has been anything but what most of us would consider normal. But what is the quote-unquote normal anymore? I'm not sure we would recognize it if it slapped us in the face. What I do know is that each of us needs to find that slice of normalcy to regain some of what we've lost. For me, it's this podcast. I've missed talking into this mic week after week, even if it's only to the best small group of listeners out there. I don't care if I end up just talking to myself. This is my happy place. This podcast is my slice of normalcy, and I'm taking it back. So, without further ado, let's kick off Season 3 with Let's Roll. Common Ground Football Podcast, episode 88, the season three premiere. We're having a blast today, uh, trying out some new music. We don't even know if this is the final one. We're going to go through so much stuff. We got uh, the future of this show. We got stuff of what happened while uh, we were away. We're going to zoom around the NFC West. Of course, we're going to talk about the Seahawks. We got NFL news. We got a ton of stuff to cover and uh, only a short amount of time to do it. And this is only part one. That's right. We have to cover it in two parts. But let's kick off part one, shall we? Are you ready? Sorry if, if, if all of you returning listeners hate that music. There's something about that intro that I absolutely love. Uh, it just gets me pumped up and excited, and I needed that because I've been, in all honesty, 100% as nervous as I've ever been, uh, except for maybe when we recorded the very first episode. Uh, the nerves. It's like starting from scratch all over again. So uh, bear with me. What we're doing there is uh, we got a whole... I'm, I'm revamping the whole thing, and, and with that comes uh, new theme music. Um, so uh, with the preseason of football going on, I figured why not? I've got four. I've narrowed it down to. Uh, I'll try one of them out each week until we hit the regular season, and you listeners can help me pick which one you like. The, that was obviously called Are You Ready? It's a lot of fun, and uh, I wouldn't necessarily do that whole intro like that where I break it up and do that thing. There's another version I have of it that, sounds a little different but i thought for uh, a season three premiere and i've been gone for a year and a half um why not so uh if you don't know who i am i'm brian mclaughlin i am the host of the common ground football podcast which is this podcast you're listening to right now uh i'm about to go through or we're going to start off with the the future of this show if you are a uh, listener already 
and you've been with us since the beginning, uh, we do have some stuff to address. Um, we might as well get into that right now and get it rolling so we can get it out of the way and, and start our new adventure here. So, uh, as you can tell, just like the last bit of the previous season, it is just me. Uh, my partner, my buddy Andrew, is no longer with the show. Um, he stepped away for personal reasons back in the 2019 season, uh, NFL season. And unfortunately, with just his life, man, it gets busy. And I don't blame him. He's got stuff to do. And uh, this podcast takes up a lot of time. You got to plan on uh, at least once a week. Um, taking time out of your evening to, to record. And, and then on top of that, you got all the social media marketing, you got all the, the paying attention to Twitter throughout the week and retweeting and tweeting opinions and engaging with the audience. And it takes a lot and it's even hard for me to keep up with. I got a, I got a family, he's got a family. Um, but he decided that it just wasn't the right time for him to keep going. And I love the guy and he will always be um, a huge part of this podcast. Um, he's welcome back anytime, of course. And, uh, but I, I honestly, I just wanted to start this episode with a big gigantic thank you to him. I don't even know if he's going to listen to this. He's got so much going on, but Andrew, if you're listening, buddy, um, thank you because this podcast was your idea. You're the one that came to me and said, Hey, you like doing radio. You always wanted to do radio. Uh, we should do a podcast. And I was like, Hey, let's do that. And, and so we did. And we loved every minute of it, or at least I loved every minute. I hope Sir Hope he would as well, but, um, I can't speak for him. Um, but man, thank you because I wouldn't be doing this with, uh, without you coming to me and, and bringing it up and, and having the idea to do it. And, uh, like I said, in the, uh, intro in the cold open, um, this is my sense of normalcy. I haven't been able to do this throughout the entire bit of COVID and, um, it sucked. I really miss doing it. And, uh, it feels really good to be sitting here talking into a mic again and, and doing it. So, um, with Andrew leaving, uh, we, I, I had to, I had to really think hard about what to do. Do I continue to make it a podcast about the Seahawks and the Cowboys? Um, I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> you all know that. Even the Cowboy fans out there that are listening know that I hate the Cowboys with a passion. And uh, But you know what? I sucked it up. And even in, in the last part of, of, of episodes, whatever it was, through 87 when I, when I finished off the last one I did, um, I tried really hard to make sure I included as much cowboy stuff as I could, but I don't follow that team religiously. I don't, um, I don't, I don't. And I honestly, I don't have time to necessarily do that and, and really put my heart into it and give you what you would expect from a podcast that would be labeled as a Seahawks and Cowboys podcast. So, uh, what's the new focus going to be? Well, I am a giant Seahawks fan, as you all know. So, uh, we're going to shift the the theme of the show into more of a nfc west podcast with all the focus not all of it but most of the focus being on my seattle seahawks because obviously they're the team i follow religiously they're the team that i know the most about they're the team that i 
uh, get angry about and throw stuff, um, or they're the team I cry about when, when um, happy tears when when things when good things happen. So it makes the most sense for me to really focus on talking about them. And I, I thought about doing like making it a full NFL podcast, which would be maybe something I do down the road. But for now, it kind of sounded like a good idea to really focus on just the NFC West, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Niners, and then really push it towards the Seahawks. So every week what we're going to do is kind of go through um, each team in the West and just a quick glance. I, I still got to, just like I had to do with the Cowboys, I got to learn up is the term I like to use. I got to learn up on uh, most of those teams. The one I know the most about, of course, is the San Francisco 49ers, and that's because my buddy Dennis from Ohio. Uh, what's up, buddy? Uh, I know you're listening, and um, that because of him. So uh, the plan is um, simple. Uh, down the road, as we get moving, I'm going to try to uh, find different correspondents, if you will, <laughs> different people. I, I've met some um, – through being on other podcasts, I've met some people that I'm going to ask to join us to talk about the Cardinals, the Rams, the Niners, um, and hopefully talk about some Seahawks as well. So it won't be just me. I'll be able to get some guests on. And then I promise every once in a while I will throw in Cowboys stuff only because they can't stay out of the news, and that's just how it works. In fact, I have later down the uh, the show sheet here, I do have uh, some DAC stuff I want to talk about. So uh, it won't – Cowboys won't completely disappear from it, but we're definitely going to move focus. So what you can expect going forward, of course, is what I said, um, focusing on mainly Seahawks stuff. Um, but I do have some excitement. Like I, I really want to, I want it to grow and I want, I have tons of ideas that I'm going to run with. Um, once I get things off the ground, um, been planning this return for a long time and there's still a lot of stuff I want to do that I can't start right now. Um, but I'm going to start eventually down the road. I'm going to be live streaming on Twitch um, these podcast recordings so you can actually get a, a behind-the-scenes view of what I do um, and me talking with my hands when nobody's here and I'm just throwing my hands around because that's how I talk even if I'm just me in the microphone. Um, so you can kind of see that, and if that's the way you want to listen to the podcast, then you can just watch it and you've listened congratulations woohoo um and then of course i'll still put out the recordings on every podcast platform out there um i i did open a uh, a tiktok account just for the common ground football podcast i'm not going to do any stupid dancing i'm not going to do any of that stuff but i am going to use it as short clips uh during games uh when news breaks i really wish i would have been using it during uh this off season with all the stuff that was going down with our team but um, I am going to do that. So there, there's a lot of fun stuff moving forward that we're going to do, but, but really, and honestly, first, we got to just get up and running and get back in the swing of things to feel more natural. Um, the preseason isn't going to be like our previous preseasons where we're focusing on week to week and what's going on. I'm going to, you know, any stories that are out there that happened during camp, of course, I'll grab and throw them on there. Um, but honestly, I, I just want to spend these these weeks of the preseason uh really just focusing on just getting back into it you know what i mean and um i'm hoping i'm able to do that and feel really comfortable and and happy with what i'm putting out by the time week one hits and then i can get into that really that normal what you've come to expect type of episode of this podcast so um that's what we got going on that's the future of this show and um 
make sure if, if uh, one thing I will say before we move on here real quick though, if you're a Cowboys fan and you listen to this show because of the Cowboy content and Andrew, I totally understand if you now unfollow, you bail, you're out of here. I get it. I really would ask if you do want to stay, maybe you do like what the content I put out, give me a shot and, and see if it is stuff you like. We'll still talk about NFL in general. Um, make sure you keep following Andrew on, on Twitter. He does post things every now and then and, uh, give him a, you know, send him a little message and say, Hey, what's up? We'll miss you. And, um, thank you for everything. So, but if you, if you're a Cowboys fan, you want to leave, I get it. Um, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Uh, until I see the the listening numbers and I might cry a little bit, but I'll, I'll get over it. It'll be all right. So should we, uh, move on? I think we should move on because, uh, I got a lot to go over and I want to keep this short and sweet for the first episode. So, uh, let's move right on to my next spot, which is the, while I was away section of my, this show, uh, a lot has happened in a year and a half with the NFL, with the Seahawks or the NFC West, uh, with the Cowboys for that matter. Um, one thing I am absolutely not going to do because I don't want to make a six hour long, uh, episode, uh, well, they'd be like four, six hour long episodes. I, I don't want to, I don't want to go over, I, I could have dug through everything and I have notes in my phone. I could have like gone crazy and, and put together a, a humongous, uh, feature on everything that has happened and give my opinion on everything that's happened in the year and a half that I've been away from this microphone. But none of you would like that. You'd all be like, that's old news. We've heard everyone else's opinion. We don't really care that it happened a year ago, and now you're all of a sudden talking about it. So I'm not going to do that. What I want to do is is recognize that a bunch of stuff happened. Um, there was some crazy stuff. We made it through an entire NFL season amongst all the COVID stuff. The NFL, um, with all the sports, did I thought did a good job with all the COVID stuff, and they were able to get an entire season in. Um, and the main reason why I don't want to talk about what happened in the 2020 season is Tom Brady won a Super Bowl again. And why would I want to talk about that? I, that uh, he leaves the Patriots, goes to a new team and he still gets a ring stupid. So I want to talk about that. I don't, I don't want to deal with it because it's just, that's boring. It's the same old, same old. I think we've done that like two or three times in this podcast already. So, um, what I will do though, is let's say there's something that has happened in the last year and a half since we did this and there's something that you want my opinion on because maybe some of you out there actually value my opinion. I don't know, but let's say there is something out there, um, in the next, well, basically all of preseason is once we get in the regular season, it's regular season stuff. But for the rest of the preseason between now and when it ends, um, you know, send me a message, a direct message on Twitter, send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, or post it on there and tag me in it and say, Hey, I want to know your opinion about whatever it is. And I will grab them and put them on my, th- my little list and, and bring them up in the next episode. So deal. I think that sounds fair because there's going to be stuff out there. I'm sure, uh, Dennis from Ohio, I'm sure has a long list. Um, he and I of course kept talking like crazy throughout the entire year and a half. So um, but yeah, send me any topics you want to discuss during the preseason. We'll get right on that. The one thing that I'm absolutely cannot not talk about is the tale of the three unhappy quarterbacks. And you know, it's three unhappy quarterbacks. I'm talking about you got Deshaun Watson, you got a Ron in green Bay. And then of course, because we're a Seahawks centered podcast, podcast, 
you've got Russell Wilson in Seattle. I I have to cover this topic because of how it affects our team and or my team at least. And the Aaron Rodgers stuff, Aaron, it's fascinating because it's like a giant soap opera that we get to watch right in front of us. And Aaron is a is a drama guy. He, he yeah. And then Deshaun Watson, uh, because it fits in with the uh, the narrative uh, that we're all of a sudden seeing, where we have these almost like a an, an NBA type uh, feeling, where these players are trying to get more control and saying, "Hey, I don't want to be here anymore. Trade me." And they're forcing the hand of these these teams to say, "Well, our star quarterback doesn't want to play here." So, but then with Deshaun, you get that whole other part where he's demanding a trade, wants out, and then while that's going on. You have all of those uh, those sexual assault, sexual harassment, whatever they were. Um, you have all of that stuff come out and really take his trade value and put it down to nothing. And so now you're kind of stuck with him. So let me start with him, and then we'll go to Aaron, and then we'll finish up with uh, Mr. Russell Wilson in Seattle. But Deshaun Watson... Houston Texans, damn good quarterback, I think, right? And when uh, Russell first brought his stuff up that we'll get to, one of the ones was out there that kept everyone started floating out there was like, oh, you know what? Trade Russell for Deshaun. And then all of a sudden, you've got these uh, lawsuits that just keep getting filed one after another. 23 in total uh, were filed against the uh, Houston Texans quarterback allegations of sexual assault or sexually inappropriate behavior during massage sessions. And these things that came out one after the other, you're just, they're unbelievable. The dude has an issue. Dude's got a problem. And uh, there's no reason one for him to have that many masseuses unless he's doing something inappropriate and has to keep switching to new ones. Um, But, all of a sudden it went from, well, Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be in Houston anymore. So the Texans got to make a decision. Do they trade him? Do they give into his demands? What do they do? Who's out there to get, you know, what, what, what happens there to, well, how can they, how can they trade him now? He has absolutely no value. There's no team that's going to come to them and say, Hey, you know what? Uh, we would love all that drama and we would love to see, you know, basically the NFL might suspend your, your guy, we absolutely would want him on our team. So let me give you a couple of first round picks and, uh, you know, our mascot and, and some money and we'll take him. No one's going to offer that. So now, uh, Houston Texans, what do they do? Uh, no idea. He's for some, some crazy reason is he's, he hasn't been put on any restriction by the NFL, which is a whole nother story that is bugging the crap out of people, including me. You got all this discipline from King Roger Goodell uh, that he hands down at will uh, for deflated footballs, for stupid stuff, for for you know totally unfair when it comes to well, you have this domestic violence over here, and you get nothing. No, you have this domestic violence over here, and you get a huge you know it's like just ridiculous. Twenty three lawsuits for sexual assault. Twenty three. It's not like there was one or two masseuse. Was that masseuses? Is that a word? I don't even know. 
not like there was one or two of them, 23 lawsuits. NFL hadn't done anything. Houston hasn't done anything. So Deshaun Watson's at camp right now, and he's actually there, not practicing, but he's there, um, and there's still no resolution, nothing. So all we know is that he absolutely does not, he has made it very clear, he does not want to take another snap behind center for the Houston Texans. But the Texans have <laughs> nowhere to ship him. <laughs> I don't. I I don't. I don't know. It's that that whole situation, and and it's a bummer because, like I said, the guy has immense talent and could probably go somewhere to a team that would put stuff around him and cared about winning and wasn't a dumpster fire like the Texans, and could do great things. Um, but. For now, he's going to stay down there, and and who knows what will happen. So that's the tale of quarterback number one, unhappy quarterback number one. Then you move on to Aaron Rodgers. This one has been a couple of seasons in the making. So Aaron goes out and, well, let's go back a little bit. Um, the Green Bay Packers drafted Jordan Love. They didn't consult Aaron Rodgers. They didn't say, hey, by the way, if this guy's available in the draft, we're going to grab him just to grab him. But don't worry. You're our guy. This is just for the future on the road. He's still got years to really get molded into. So if you could, you know, as you're aging and getting towards retirement, you know, maybe you could you could help this guy get there. So when you're ready, uh, he'll be the guy. They didn't do that. They just drafted him. And Aaron Rodgers didn't like that. He didn't like that at all. And he made it known that he didn't like that. They fired his quarterback coach. He didn't like that. They didn't consult him about that. And so now you move into, and that was all, that was the 20, what, 2019? That was before the 2019 season. So he plays an entire season, or that was before the 2020 season, sorry. So he plays an entire season. Uh, not only plays an entire 2020 season, he's the MVP of the 2020 season. They drafted Jordan Love thinking that Aaron was either was aging to a point where he was going to be done. And he goes out there and he puts together a ridiculous season and gets the MVP to kind of like shove it back in their face to be like, I ain't done. And then he comes out and says at the end of the 2020 season, he comes out and says, hey, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't really want to be here anymore. Um, and it, it starts this giant drama of what does Aaron want? He's not happy with, with the Packers. He's not happy with their decision-making rumors are out there that he wants the GM fired, that he wants, you know, he wants heads to roll. Basically he wants more input on decision-making when it comes to, uh, spots on the team. He isn't happy with receivers that they've let go he isn't happy with any of that kind of stuff and uh and so all of a sudden now you got the 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 question of well they are are the green bay packers going to trade aaron Rodgers? and the guy takes off in the off season and uh besides making sure he keeps throwing his stuff his opinions out there 
doesn't focus on football. He's out there focusing on life, gets himself engaged, and it, it becomes a heavy drama. And we'll talk about Russell Wilson here in a little bit. What was great about it is that it actually took over the news cycle and took it away from the focus on Russell Wilson. So I, I loved it. And, and, but at the same time, I'm like being a guy that appreciates Aaron Rodgers' skill, but can't stand his attitude because he just, he has this smug, uh, attitude that I just I I can't stand um but to so at the same time I'm thinking that and going this guy just needs to shut up and be happy uh look at what you you know you haven't really you you've been there and you, and you haven't gotten past the the NFC championship games and then he would tell you well that's because the Packers don't put anybody with me that can actually get us beyond that so uh, that drama filled the off season up and, uh, and then camp started and lo and behold, Aaron Rodgers and his flip flops and his t-shirt and his, uh, man bun strolls right into camp and he is there and he is, a, he agreed to rejoin them. And, uh, there's a condition that he's able to basically to control his future after this upcoming 2021 season. So what they did is they voided the 2023 year in his contract, which is the last one on his current deal. And then they agreed not to franchise tag him in the future. So, and then they, ESPN put it as they, to consummate their peace offering, the Packers also traded for uh, former uh, go-to wide receiver, Randall Cobbs. They brought Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb back. And then they've been out there saying, well, we're absolutely going to give him, you know, uh, a seat at the table. He's going to be able to, help with decisions and all that. So this tells me a couple things. One, they wanted the drama to end, right? Because you, you can't go into a season with this stuff hanging out there because every press conference is not going to be about the game that you're either about to play or you just played. It's going to be, hey, what's the update on Aaron Rodgers? You know, uh, this team over here, that their quarterback got hurt. Maybe you could trade him there. You know, you're never going to be able to focus on what you want to focus on. It's always going to be Aaron. The other thing that it tells us is that Jordan Love isn't ready. <laughs> and that's been out there uh, and said many, many times. Jordan Love is not ready. And so um, the Packers had no choice here but to say, all right, fine. We got we to gotta, we gotta give in to this a little bit because the guy that we drafted to replace him isn't ready. And what is out there to trade him for is nothing that we want. Because there really wasn't anything to go get. I mean, what are you going to go do? You're going to go get Deshaun Watson? You can get that headache in there? No. No way you're going to do a straight across trade for Russell Wilson. The Seahawks aren't going to do that anyway. We'll talk about why here in a minute. So he'll play there this season. Although there are some that say that we would absolutely expect that before the trade deadline, you will see him moved. And that could be. Maybe depending on how their season's going, if Green Bay's having a great season, and leading their division and, and kicking ass, maybe they keep him and they don't trade him. But if things aren't going that great, maybe they move him. And a team comes to them with a great deal they can't pass up, and they go ahead and move him. So that's a possibility. So that's a tale of uh, unhappy quarterback number two. And now to the big one, our boy Russell Wilson the third. Is he a third? I think he's a third. Maybe that's just his number. Um. Okay. So, 
I have made it well documented that I am not the biggest Russell Wilson fan. I have tried really, 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 really hard to um, love the guy. And the thing is, is like I do like Russell Wilson. I like versions of Russell Wilson. I think that he is a very talented quarterback. I think that he has skills that no other quarterbacks have. I think that he can make throws and make plays in general that no other quarterback can make. And it's obvious that him being on this team has led to humongous success in his career here with Pete Carroll. And, I mean, he's made the playoffs every year that he's played except for one. So it's not that he's not a good quarterback. I would put him in in the bottom of the elite class or right outside of it maybe. I, some people want him up, you know, he's top three. I don't put him there. Um, he showed us that in the tail end of the 2020 season that uh, he can absolutely play like garbage. He went from playing, I mean, he was the favorite for the MVP halfway through the season. And then he fell off a cliff. And he was the reason why they lost a lot of the games they lost at the end. And it was a miracle to me that they made the playoffs after the dumpster fire they became. And Russell Wilson was a giant part of that. The guy played his worst football we have ever seen him play. Now, I will be a positive guy and I will say I don't believe that is him. I believe that he got in his own head and he had coaches, two different coaches. He had an offensive coach telling him one thing. He had Pete Carroll tell him another. He didn't want to throw picks, and he got in his own head, and that damaged his quality of play, basically. So that all being said, I can't. the part of Russell Wilson I can't stand is the fakeness of Russell Wilson. The, he always seems like he's trying to be somebody that he's not. In his interviews, he sounds fake. Uh, he's spending all his time doing all this stuff with Sierra, Ciara, whatever, uh, however you pronounce her name, um, that are outside of football. They're fashion stuff. They're, they're colognes and perfumes and all this stuff that they're doing that, you know, outside of the good stuff like the charity work, which, of course, is awesome and can't take that away from him. That's, that's fantastic stuff. But he just... He just seems fake. And I admitted on this show um, after hating him forever that he I was wrong and that he uh, was a good quarterback or whatever I said. And I'm not taking that back. I'm just saying there are so many things about Russell Wilson that I can't stand. And a lot of times they overrule the things that I like. So it is a struggle in my own brain when it comes to him. And... This story that came out, um, I was, I was uh, a little bit kind of on the fence with it because I actually took his side on a lot of it, but I also understood the Seahawks side of it. Um, and then as a fan, you're just kind of sitting there going, this can't be real. This can't be what's actually happening to this organization. This this isn't this isn't real. 
So unless you've been living under a rock, um, let's go through the timeline real quick just so we can kind of review. And like I said, I've been gone for a year and a half. Let's let's go through it. Um, the you know the Seahawks on January 9th, that was the the end of their season when they lost the Rams in the wild card matchup. Um, another first round loss in the playoffs. The 2013 season uh, was eight years ago. <laughs> that that Super Bowl winning season was eight years ago. Seven years since the second Super Bowl that we don't talk about. And I mean, technically six and you know six and seven. They haven't been with a Super Bowl in six years, um, based on the year that they play the Super Bowl in. But we go by seasons in my world. So it's been seven years since they went to a Super Bowl. And that in that seven, it's been seven years since they were in an NFC Championship with the chance to go to a Super Bowl. They haven't done anything since their loss in Super Bowl Forty Nine. Nothing. They may win a first round playoff game, but then they go on to a division game and get stomped, or they lose in Wild Card Weekend, or all you know. It, they haven't done anything when it comes to the playoffs. And there's plenty of blame to go around. If you look at the season before and what happened in Dallas, uh, it was 100% on the coaches and their absolute, uh, it still boggles my mind, their lack of adjustments. Uh, and, and Dallas ended up kicking their ass. Um, this game, 30 to 20, uh, it was a little closer and they had a shot. But again, it was a quick playoff exit for the Seahawks who at one point were being talked about as the, a, a dynasty in the NFL. And we still wonder how they won Super Bowl Forty Nine. what would have happened, right? What, what would be different now? Would they have won 50, you know, Super Bowl 50? Would they have won three in a row? Would they have won, you know, three out of four? You know, who knows? What we do know is that it's been eight years since the win in Super Bowl Forty Eight, and seven years since their last Super Bowl appearance. And all everything else is quick quick playoff exits and for me as a fan this came up i saw this on twitter today from somebody else i follow on twitter another seahawks fan has a good podcast and the name is blanking at the moment um basically saying well we need to be happy with a team that goes to the playoffs every year and i get that and it is nice because as you well as some of you know i'm a mariners fan and and being a baseball fan for the seattle mariners um i would take a one game wild card playoff game at this point right (laughs) because we haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years so to have a football team that is continually, continuously, excuse me, um, going to the playoffs every single year—that's awesome. But we got a taste of a championship, so it's not good enough, in my opinion. It's just not good enough, and I get, uh, I get it that we're I'm, by that opinion, I'm looked down upon. Like, oh, I'll be happy. I don't have to be happy. I can say it's not good enough. Anyway, so they lost on January 9th. January twelfth. That's when. Um, they made an interesting move. They fired uh, offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. And I looked at that. This wasn't, to me, remember how I was all about fire Daryl uh, Bevel, right? Fire Bevel. Hashtag fire Bevel. I put that on almost all my posts for that season. Wanted him gone. And it did. I couldn't stand Bevel's offense. The thing with Schottenheimer was the first half of the season, they were doing things offensively that we had had not seen the Russell Wilson teams do. It was nuts. It was awesome. But then the second half came around and it completely stalled out and they did nothing. 
right? They did nothing. Russell struggled. All of a sudden, the play calling changed. And and honestly, when you when you when this story came out when they fired him, and there were a couple of rumors floating around, it's obvious what happened here, really. Pete and and Schottenheimer, they they didn't see this. They weren't on the same page when it came to um, the actual uh, I don't know theme of the offense. Should I say structure the uh, kind of offense they wanted to run? Pete is a defensive coach. He's defensive minded. He's archaic when it comes to that. He still thinks that you absolutely win your Super Bowls on defense. Now. That was true in 2013, the 2013 season, the Super Bowl 48. They won that on the defense, and that's awesome. Defense wins championships. Hooray. Um, you got to have an offense, and you can't you – can't, Pete, Pete would, his running of the team when it comes to the offense drives me insane. So uh, Shoddy was out. He's gone. And then you're like, well, crap. Well, what are they going to do? Who are they going to put in that spot? They eventually hire uh, Shane Waldron uh, from the Rams organization, and uh, we'll discuss that a little bit down the road here. Um, but then, even though they did that, things start to uh, get a little, uh, a little crazy. The Super Bowl happens. All right, we watch Tom Brady win another one. This time with a brand new team for him. The Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl. And the camera kept going up to the owner's suite up there where, uh, whatever suite, where Roger Goodell was sitting there and Russell and Mrs. Wilson were sitting there with the commissioner watching Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. Russell Wilson looked like he would be, he would rather be anywhere else than sitting right there watching Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. It's Russell has made it clear that he wants to win a million of them. And he's going to, he's sitting there basically watching Tom Brady get whatever he wants to win. Brady wanted help. He got help. Brady wanted this. Brady got that. I mean, it's Brady got whatever Brady wanted because Tampa Bay wanted to win and they won. And he got to sit up there with the, with the commissioner and watch it. And everyone talked about how miserable he looked so then the day before the shit hit the fan uh on february 8th uh a a a report comes out that wilson's camp which is my other favorite term not russell wilson but russell wilson's camp so his agent or his people whatever uh they're dissatisfied with the organization's inability to build an offensive line around the quarterback And the thing is, uh, he's not wrong. <laughs> they haven't they haven't done anything to protect the poor guy. He's been sat he's been sacked three hundred and ninety four times since entering in the league. I mean, that's <laughs> he doesn't want to get hit anymore. So then, the very next day on February 9th, he goes on the Dan Patrick show, and I listen to the Dan Patrick show every day now since ESPN Radio turned over their lineup and got rid of Dan Levitard and changed the whole thing. That's a sore subject for me. So I, I listen to Dan Patrick now, and I'm, I love it. I have no problem with it. It's great. So Dan Patrick is a fantastic interviewer. 
He's really good at it. Wilson comes on a show, and they ask him some questions, and Russell actually goes super candid with his comments and his answers and saying that he would like to be more involved in personnel decisions and would like to be have that seat at the table and you know that he would like to be protected more and he was basically asked do you believe the Seahawks have gotten calls on his availability because all of a sudden you know this this other stories out there about that he's unhappy and wants to be maybe traded and he said that he believes the Seahawks have gotten calls on his availability and so then this little interview on the Dan Patrick show blows up and turns into this huge thing about how Russell Wilson wants to be traded. If they aren't going to protect me, I want out. And this is where all of a sudden you're like, as a Seahawks fan, you're going this, this what Russell was supposed to be here his entire career. Like this isn't happening. We, he, they paid him a ton of money. He's, he is, the Seattle Seahawks, like he's Russell freaking Wilson. And the Seahawks get pissed off because they don't like the fact that he went on the Dan Patrick show and aired his dirty laundry to the media. And they don't like that at all. And so in the next couple days following that, there's just story after story about what's going on with Russell Wilson. And does he want to be traded? What do the Seahawks think? And the trade talk heats up. And all of a sudden, you got uh, NFL Network's Michael Silver reporting that Seahawks have clipped a price tag to Wilson, which is uh, they want three first-round picks. And then he reports that as many of as a third of the teams in the league have called asking about Wilson's availability. And honestly, that wouldn't shock me whatsoever. You, if you're an NFL GM of any team, even if you already have your quarterback, you're calling to inquire. Just to ask, hey, what's going on with Russell there? What, 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 what would it take just to have the conversation with John Schneider and see? So then on the 25th, Schefter reports that according to Wilson's agent, Mark Rogers, uh, he puts out there that Wilson would accept a trade to one of four teams, Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, or Bears, Da Bears. Cowboys at that point were still uh, I can't I don't remember if they had just signed Dak finally or they were about no they hadn't yet because that was it was the question of what are they going to do so Dak was still doing his contract thing the Saints you had Drew Brees retiring hanging it up and so their quarterback situation in complete disarray Raiders I always thought was an interesting uh, would be interesting move I don't think that Carr and Gruden are a good fit nor do i think they really like each other so that would have been fun send them to vegas chicago was the one that made zero sense to me whatsoever with the media with you know with the famous thing with the 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 basically the what's the word, what's the word i'm looking for the what him and cr are trying to put out there as their as their look what they want to do they want to be the next jay-z and beyonce man like that's what they want to be. So Chicago for that? I mean, I don't I guess. I mean, New York, Los Angeles, like those those types of cities to me would be more for what they're looking for, but out of the Bears that list and the Bears they didn't really have a quarterback. So that was that could have been anything. So then you got the 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 all these things coming out and that very same day, 
The Athletic put this huge story out about how Russell Wilson stormed out of a meeting prior to the Seahawks matchup with the Cardinals on Thursday Night Football. He came in with a bunch of ideas on how to with Pete and and Schottenheimer on how they could do some things differently. And they didn't. The, Pete basically didn't take any of his suggestions. Said, "No, we're not going to do that." And and he stormed out. And so it just keeps getting more and more juicy. <laughs> just uh, teams are calling. Uh, it it just it got ugly. And then apparently the Bears. Uh, all of a sudden the news came out they were going to put this huge offer together for him. Right, this gigantic offer. So now the Bears fans. I felt so bad for Bears fans. Bears fans are getting all excited. They're going to get Russell Wilson. Rumors are floating around out there, and like, okay, what are they gonna, what are they gonna send them? And <laughs> so, uh, on St. Patrick's Day, on my national holiday, there, uh, Dan Patrick again reports the Bears made a massive offer for Wilson, including uh, three first-round picks and some players, and they turned the Seahawks turned them down. So Bears fans got completely let down. <laughs> So and then all of a sudden the uh, the Aaron Rodgers stuff popped up, and it kind of overshadowed the Wilson stuff a little bit, and it started to quiet down, which was nice. But it still was out there, and as a Seahawk fan, you're kind of going, "Shit, <laughs> what do they do if they trade him before this season?" And this was back then because there was a June deadline they had to hit for for some stuff. The cap hit was the reason why he wasn't moved, in my opinion. And I, this is just my own personal opinion. It's like a $39 million, was it $39 million cap hit that they would have taken? Dead Was it dead money? Been out of this for a while. Uh, it was gigantic. So they absolutely were not. They were, in my, in my personal opinion, the Seahawks were never going to move him unless he actually came out publicly and demanded the trade, which he, if you go through everything, he never did. His agent put some stuff out there. His camp put some stuff out there. But he never actually came out and demanded a trade. So without that, they were never going to move him. Does that mean that he is going to stay a Seahawk for the rest of his career? No, it doesn't. The cap hit on him if they trade him before the 2022 season is a lot less. I honestly believe that if things are not as peachy as Russell wants them to be, and as Pete Carroll wants him to be, it feels like the Seahawks would pick Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson, which is mind-boggling to me. I would not be shocked if Russell is traded, but it'll be before the 2022 season, and that's if the 2021 season does not go well. Let's say they make the playoffs again, but they get bumped out of that first round. Let's say Russell doesn't play great, doesn't have an amazing year, has a good year, but not an amazing year. And they, once again, can't make it past that first or second round of the playoffs. Then what do you do? What if he gets sacked a bunch of times this year? They did improve the offensive line a little bit, but not a ton. He's apparently happy with what they did. But again, you got what if he's what if he's under pressure a lot? What if this new offensive coordinator, what if it doesn't work? I I I just I would not be shocked if the drama continues into next season and and we see him moved. It would be the craziest thing ever when you think this guy is going to be we we honestly thought that Russell Wilson and the 
every uh, version of the Legion of Boom because you'd have to have new versions as the guys move on. We're going to take this team to a dynasty, man. They were going to win multiple Super Bowls. And now we're talking about how they should trade Russell Wilson. And don't take this as, oh, well, you don't like Russell, so that's why you, you want him gone. I had nothing to do with it. If the guy doesn't want to be here and for some reason you, you believe Pete is, is better than having Russell on the team, okay, then I guess you got to do what you got to do. But th- this this story, if you're a Seahawks fan like me, it that so that's what took over the offseason. It over to me, it overshadowed the draft and how they barely had any picks. They did okay with the draft, I thought, but you still were thinking about what are they going to do with Russell? And I, it still confuses the crap out of me that we are in a reality where. This would even be a thought. And I certainly hope that I'm wrong, and I certainly hope that it isn't a thought whatsoever and that John and Pete have no intention whatsoever of even thinking about that, and he, he'll be here for a while. The problem with Russell, and here's one of the things, and, and I, there's so many sides to this. The problem with Russell is the guy wants you to help him out. The guy wants you to help him out on the offensive line. He wants you to give him more you know, weapons. He wants all this stuff so that he can be protected more and they can go on and they can win more championships. He wants to be Tom Brady. But the thing is, is that he's not Tom Brady. Russell Wilson also wants to be the highest paid quarterback. He wants to be Mr. Moneybags. Tom Brady makes plenty of money, but he restructures his contract, what it feels like almost every season, to give his team more cap room to go out and help him so that his team, whether it be the Patriots or now the Buccaneers, they can go win a championship. He just did it again this offseason, restructured again to let Tampa Bay go out and get and get all of their starters back. They're going into the season with all of their starters on both sides of the ball from the previous season. That The, the team that just won a Super Bowl. That's unheard of. So... My thing is, Russell, if that's what you really want, you want to be demanding and say, hey, uh, you guys got to protect me more. I'm sick and tired of being hit. Fine. Help them. You're Russell Wilson. You'll make your money. Restructure. Technically, they could restructure your contract. I guess they can restructure his contract a little bit without even having to get his approval. But why do that? Russell, go to them and say, hey, let's restructure this a little bit so that we can get more cap room because that was the biggest issue this offseason is, is cap room. And there's still going to be some the cuts that are going to be have to made in, in camp that hurt because of cap room. They got to get the roster number down and they got to make sure they're under the cap. And I don't know. If I was Russell Wilson, I would be like, let, I would help the team out. No one's saying make less money. You restructure it. Put the money on the other end. Protect it with injury, whatever you got to do, but restructure it so you give them more wiggle room to go out and help you. Otherwise, in my opinion, you'd have no room to bitch because this next contract that you come up with for negotiations, I guarantee you, Russell Wilson will be demanding to be the highest paid quarterback, not restructuring his deal to help out his team. But but the Seahawks better bend over backwards to help him. So, <sighs> 
Russell, Russell, Russell. The 20, he's at camp. He's having a great time. Uh, he's got help. He likes his new offensive coordinator. I guess we will see uh, what happens. So that is my tale of the three unhappy quarterbacks uh, from the 2021 offseason. So let's move on and uh, let's take a quick zoom around the west. The rest. The west. Let's take a zoom around the rest of the NFC West. This is going to be real quick. During the regular season, I'm actually going to like recap their games, how each team did. Because I really, I, I honestly believe this is not just because we are in the NFC West. The NFC West is going to be the best division in the NFL. So we might as well focus on all of it because all these teams are going to be vying for the top spot. And your wild card could absolutely easily come out of that division. So. Arizona Cardinals, just a quick – I'm just quickly touching on all these teams. Um, for them, you got Kyler Murray uh, going into year three. I feel like the signings that the Cardinals went out and made in the offseason um, show that they are not backing down, and they even went out and got J.J. Watt. I think they're at the bottom of the, the four teams when it comes to uh, where they're at. But the bottom is still pretty damn good, and they're going to play spoiler in this division. And they could honestly, if everybody stays healthy, they could still go out and and win the division. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if any of these four teams won the division. So, but watch out for them to be like because they're the bottom. They'll be the spoiler team. The Rams. Uh, <laughs> what a what a weird off season for them. Um, they traded, did a straight-up trade, uh, say goodbye to Jared Goff and hello, uh, Matthew Stafford. I'm I'm intrigued with what – for both sides, right? Because now that Goff is out of, of L.A. and um, goes and plays for the Lions, will he now be able to will, – will we see if he really is good or really isn't? Because – most of us believe that he's overrated. And Matthew Stafford, who quietly, when you look at his stats, he has a, been a damn good quarterback and unfortunately has been on a team that doesn't do anything for him. And, and so he's a really good quarterback stuck on a really bad team. Or a mediocre team, basically, right? So you put Matthew Stafford on the Rams and that high-powered offense and... Um, once again, could come down to the, I put the Rams at like, I, I think the Rams without seeing how they're going to play with, with Stafford, I'm not a hundred percent sure uh, if I would give them the top spot, but I mean, I, they're up there for sure. So I, I'm, I'm intrigued by both those storylines. How will Goff do in, in Detroit and how will Stafford do in LA and will, will Stafford be the key to their return to glory, right? Um, very well could be. Goff wasn't it. Goff was not it. Uh, that guy, not not it. And then you want to talk about quarterback drama, and you move on to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Dennis from Ohio, uh, he and I have talked so much. Um, I feel bad for, for Jimmy Garoppolo, for Jimmy Grabs. Um, it is, to me, it's 100% obvious that the Niners have zero intention of keeping him there. 
but their media, what they say out there in public is, oh, no, 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 he's our guy. Bullshit. <laughs> like, he's not your guy. Even comments made this week um, in camp, which to me says that he that he's not your guy. You went out and you, you traded up in the draft to get Trey Lance. Uh, is he the guy? Is he your quarterback? I I don't think it's Garoppolo, and I think that they, if someone put together the right package that they would absolutely, depending on how Trey Lance looks in, in, in training camp, I mean, trade him already. Put the guy out of his misery. You don't want him there. Go trade him somewhere that maybe wants him. There's plenty of teams out there that still need a better quarterback than what they have. So, um, yeah. So that's just a quick 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 zoom around the rest of the NFC West. And I, I like I said, we're going to focus hard on those three teams plus the Seahawks uh, throughout the season and see how that goes. Um, but the fourth team in the division, of course, is my Seattle Seahawks. Um, just a couple things. Again, this is part one. We're going to do part two next week. Uh, so we'll get more into detail on some stuff. But uh, you got camp is underway. The fun thing about what, what we're doing in camp right now is trying to really see offensive wise what Shane Waldron is bringing to the the offense what how different does it look from Schottenheimer's what do the players think um and I think that that what we're seeing is a lot of I I like the comments that are coming out of there personally (laughs) you know I like seeing that DK Metcalf when they ask him like what's different and he says quicker quicker passes, shorter passes, the stuff that basically we were saying that the offense was missing. One of the reasons why Russell gets hit so much is that Russell takes forever to throw the ball sometimes. And some of that is on him, and some of that was on play design. There wasn't plays in there that were quick snap and throw the ball as quick as you possibly can. Everyone remembers Tom Brady and, and the, his couple last years there in New England, including, uh, let's go back even not couple, but let's go back to Super Bowl 49 for that season. He'd, he'd eat defenses alive with those short passes over the middle, just dink and dunk all over the field, just the whole time. Nothing big. The guy doesn't have a huge arm anymore anyway. It always felt like with the Schottenheimer offense, especially in the second half of the year, it was hold on to the ball and wait for the big play. They were waiting for that big pass to Tyler, to DK. And the, the defenses knew that's what you were trying to do. And it didn't work anymore. So I'm excited to hear that there is some quickness happening in that. The, you, Russell can't hold on to the ball as long as Russell's been holding on to the ball. It's going to cause nothing but issues. The offensive line can only hold on for so long. And this this offense is going to work great if the the running backs stay healthy. Carson has a good year. By the way, Chris Carson re-signing with this team was my big shocker of the free agent season. Didn't think that he would have had a chance in hell of re-signing. So that was my big shocker. Anyway, running game, establish that run. I know that I've always been a, uh, you know, let Russell cook kind of guy, but establish the run so that you can let Russell cook. You know what I mean? 
and do some of those quick short passes and then set it up for the bombs because if the defense will let you have it, there is not a better deep ball thrower in the league right now than Russell Wilson. And he has two targets, two for sure targets anyway, in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett that those deep balls, he can, he, the chemistry there, the, there's nothing, there's no better uh, combination of guys in the league than that right there. There just isn't. But you can't do it, you can't try and do it on every single play. And that's where they ran into trouble. They would run the ball, and then they let Russell hold on to the ball to try and set up something, and the defense would have it covered. And then all of a sudden, he's just running for his life, and then he throws a pick. It, it was just didn't work. So I, I'm excited about that. The other thing going on right now is the Jamal, Addix, Jamal Adams extension, and will it get done? Pete says that uh, the talks are ongoing. The cool thing about Jamal Adams, I will say, is that the guy's not holding out. He is at practice. He's at camp. He's not participating, and I get that. Doesn't want to hurt himself. Wants his contract extension done. Um, I, I want to believe that they will absolutely get it done. Jamal Adams was a freak at his position last season, and I, I got to believe he'll do it again. Uh, not your typical safety, and the guy... He just did things last year that were unbelievable. So Pete seems to think it's going to get done. Most of the media seems to think it's going to get done. Jamal thinks it's going to get done. Uh, I would say maybe before, I don't know, maybe the next couple weeks, you know, we see uh, an extension done and get him in there and get him going. So one of the things I also keep reading about is a true return to uh, the always compete mentality. I, I don't know if they, I, I, I got to believe Pete never got away from it, but sometimes you felt like in the last couple seasons that, I mean, we're not football coaches. I'm not a football coach. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy that sits on the couch and watches games and likes to think he knows more than these people that are professionals at it. And, and 99% of the time I'm wrong. Um, but they were they kept making questionable personnel decisions, and I don't know. I I would love to see, and I think it's happening. Um, the energy around the team is is much better. I think everyone that's there, that's on that field, on that roster right now, they want to win, and I I just want to see a true return to them making sure that they are picking. It's like what got Russell Wilson his job. You know that Russell they they go out and draft Russell. And he comes into camp, and he he wins that freaking starting quarterback job. You know, he he wasn't he, nobody thought he was going to do that. I I want to see. I want them to truly give the the best player at whatever position it is that spot. That's what I want to see. And I and I think that's what we're going to see. And then the biggest question for me with the Seahawks right now is. Because I feel like the offense is going to lean so heavy on these guys. And that's you got to look at the running backs. And can they stay healthy all season long? You got Carson. This is your make or break year for Penny. If Penny doesn't do anything, I got to believe he's, go he, he's gone. Um, he came into camp lighter and he feels great. Carson, just don't get hurt, man. <laughs> so I think that I, I we've, that group 
that's where it's all, everything is going to come down to that. Can your, can your running back stay healthy all year long and truly let the offense do what the offense can do? So that's our first look at the Seattle Seahawks for the 2021 season. We'll get more into detail on it as we go along. Again, just trying to get back in the swing of things and comfortable and rocking and rolling with this. Um, normally after that, we're going to have my buddy Dennis hashtag Dennis from Ohio with his question of the week. I love that segment. I I'm not getting rid of it. Uh, he will return next week with a question of the week. He will also be hopefully a regular contributor when it comes to talking about his 49ers. We're going to figure out a way to get him a good connection, good microphone, good setup so that he can actually, uh, spend a show with me and, and really talk about uh, his nine, excuse me, his Niners and the NFL in general, because I mean, the guy's a sports nut. He, he, we don't just talk football. We talk about all sorts of, all sorts of sports. So, uh, he would just be great to have on the show. And so I plan on doing that, but he'll have a question of the week for next week. So with, without further ado, let's move into the uh, NFL news of the week and, and get that rolling. I have three quick stories that I want to go over. Well, one of them may not be that quick, and it's amazing how I wanted this to be a shorter episode, and it's ticking right along at being a normal long episode because I like to talk. So uh, real quick, um, the Carson Wentz saga in Indianapolis, um, here you finally thought that maybe the Colts with with Andrew Luck gone, um, they were going to be able to do something. But you know what? Carson Wentz is, is... I don't know what to think about Carson Wentz. Is he really a good quarterback, or is he just they one of those like Jimmy Grops that maybe they think he's a good quarterback, or you know, Foles, where he's just but he's really not, you know. Um. Anyway, he's supposed to be the starting quarterback in Indianapolis, and poor guy gets himself hurt, and he has a um a foot injury that's going to keep him out for five to twelve weeks. And <laughs> so you feel bad for the Colts. And then it makes the matters even worse is that that came out like a couple days ago. And then their all pro guard, uh, Quentin Nelson, is a similar injury today and will also be out five to 12 weeks. So they lose their starting quarterback. They lose their starting guard. And who do they go to for, for a quarterback? What do they do? And they're already without their Pro Bowl center, um, Ryan Kelly. He's got an elbow injury, so he's out for a few weeks. Uh, their left tackle, Eric Fisher, rehabilitating from a torn Achilles. Uh, offensively, they're beat up. Um, and what sucks about the whole thing, it's great for my Seahawks, great for my Seahawks, but what sucks about the whole thing is they don't even get a an easy schedule to start the season to like make this okay. <laughs> like they their first five games of the season are Seahawks, Rams, Titans, Dolphins, Ravens. All five of those games are brutal when you don't have your starting quarterback and a beat up offensive line. So be watching what happens in Indianapolis because uh, that's going to be crazy those first five weeks uh here here's my my little bit of dallas news and that's by dak um dak prescott finally finally 
uh, signed uh, his deal in the offseason. Uh, that squash any possibility of Dallas being on the, the list anymore for, for Russell. And, uh, and that whole drama that continued, it felt like for 20 years we were talking about, are they going to franchise him? Are they going to sign him? For you Dallas fans, if you haven't left already to go listen to some other podcast, uh, you, 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 you overpaid for him. <laughs> the guy is not an elite quarterback. And yet you guys paid him like he's, and I know not you guys, but Jerry uh, overpaid for Dak. Sorry, he, they did. And not only do they overpay for him, but here they go into camp and the guy comes down with a, a, a shoulder injury and he's been out. So, uh, and he's not going to play. They're, they're kicking off the preseason this Thursday in the Hall of Fame game. Um, he is now back at practice. This happened, um, it was like what, two weeks ago. So he's back at practice, but he's not going to play. He's not going to throw. He didn't throw today, which is Tuesday. And, uh, and McCarthy came out and said today, coach McCarthy and said, they're going to be conservative with his rehab. They're going to be, you know, didn't say that he got a setback or anything, but they're going to be conservative with it. So I, I'm not saying anything except for, uh, Keep an eye there because if if you just gave him all this money and the guy can't play, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I feel like Dallas would would. I mean, they'd burn that stadium down. <laughs> I just I don't know. the The drama that went around that whole thing and and you finally get him signed and then this I don't I don't know so. Uh, ESPN put out an article uh, about what, and I love this because it helped me as I was trying to pay attention with everything and um, uh, missed a lot. I got a lot of stuff going on in life. And um, this is a quick recap of what happened uh, in the 2021 NFL offseason as as camp crank cranks up. And I wanted to go through them all real quick just so we can hit them all and make sure that we're all good moving into part two of this next week where we can really dive into to my you know, the teams and, and go from there. Uh, we went over Aaron Rodgers already. Uh, he is back in green Bay and, and, and playing. And we went through that and, and good job. A Aaron. So we'll see, pay attention though, because again, it's a season to season thing. We'll see what happens. Will they trade him before the trade deadline? That'll be the question. Uh, Drew, I kind of, I mentioned it. Drew Brees retired in, uh, new Orleans and, um, he kind of had a feeling that was coming and the dude had an unbelievable career. One of my favorite, uh, quarterbacks just seems like a good guy. Like I just liked, you know, had the talent, had the skill one and also seemed like a good dude. So you also had, uh, Phillip rivers retired to spend time with his, uh, 38 children. Although I saw today that possibly he was, uh, he said he wasn't, um, ruling out a return. So he's already sick of his 38 children. So that's crazy. Alex Smith retired, uh, Julian Edelman, Demarius Thomas, Jason Witten, Greg Olson, and uh, let's see, Marquise Pouncey, Mike Pouncey, Mike Upati, um, and a few others. Sean Lee. Oh, and Adam Vinatieri. That was a big one. So a bunch of retirements. We talked about Watson. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Uh, we talked about Wilson. I don't want to talk about that anymore. We talked about Dak finally getting his money. Uh, four-year extension, $160 million. Give me a break. 
not worth half of that. Uh, oh, but Tom Brady signed his extension, but of course, you know, restructured him. It's only a, a one-year, you know, thing through the 2022 season, um, and his 45th birthday. I think his birthday was today, or today or yesterday, and tur- turned 44. So, um, Patriots, they were the uh, pre-draft and then in free agency, um, <laughs> the the Patriots splurged post Brady. They went nuts. Um, they doled out $163.4 million in guaranteed money in one offseason. That's an NFL record. So uh, they went nuts. And we shall see if that actually adds up to anything or if it's just a waste of money. But they they went all in. So um, we, we went over the Rams swapping golf for Stafford. We went over uh, Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis. Um, Eagles sent him there. And then um, another one, the Jets traded Sam Darnold to Carolina. And then, of course, they drafted uh, BYU's Zach Wilson with the second overall pick. So um, big changes happening in the Jets. Again, crappy organization that doesn't really do anything right. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Darnold to the Panthers is interesting. I think Darnold's a better quarterback than what he showed in the New York Jets. So we shall see how that works. Uh, Panthers, of course, had to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater. They sent him to Denver Broncos, um, which gives them an alternative to Drew Locke. Um, Don't really know what's going on there. Talked about how the Niners and the Bears traded up to get quarterbacks. Um, Bears grabbed Justin Fields. The Niners grabbed Trey Lance. And, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars opened the draft by taking Trevor Lawrence. And... uh, (laughs) We shall see. We got Urban Meyer and then, uh, you know, Lawrence down there. Uh, the Jaguars, they're going to be one that I'm watching like crazy this year. Um, and then, of course, the other thing happening down there is Tim Tebow making a comeback. He signed a deal to play tight end for the Jaguars. I don't see him making the roster, but he could. And um, let's see. Anything else going on here? Uh, that blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's about it. So. That's your NFL news of the week. I'm sure there'll be more to go over and um, in the coming weeks. And with that, we're going to kind of wrap up episode 88. Again, this will be kind of a two-part um, getting back in the swing of things type of thing. Um, it'll be episode 89 next week, but I'm going to call it part two of, of the season three premiere. Um, titling it New Horizons, and I'm going to do it a two-part thing. So... Um, one of the things that I could uh, absolutely use everyone's help with as it's been uh, a good amount of time since we've done an episode, um, asked for it a lot while we were doing it, of course. And that is, um, a couple things. One, I'll always ask for, uh, and great, uh, very, uh, humbly accept any reviews on Apple podcasts or any of the podcast platforms out there basically, but Apple being the big one, um, drop us a review. Give us however many stars you think we deserve and and say some words about the show. Um, I say us still, and that's weird, um, but me and my show. Um, throw a quick review on there and engage with social media. So we have a ton of social media channels out there. Like I said, I'm going to get uh, – I have a Twitch channel set up, and I will get more information out there as I start posting to it. Um, if you see us post 
anything on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, those three big ones, share it, like it, comment, do whatever. If I post something about, hey, we're doing a mailbag, put some questions in there, give us, give me something to talk about. Um, you know, share it with your friends so that they see that you're listening to the show and maybe they come check check me out and see if if it's worth a listen. So um, real quick, let me run through all the social medias in case you have forgotten. Um, the podcast on Twitter is at Common Ground FBP. I am at Wenatchee Seattle Sports Fan, which is W-E-N-S-E-A Sports Fan. Um, Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Common Ground Football Podcast. You can catch us on the website. The podcast is always available on the website at commongroundfootballpodcast.com. We're on Instagram at Common Ground FBP. Like I said, Twitch is coming. I think, if I remember correctly, it's at Common Ground FBP, but I will double check that. And I that's part of next week's episode is to talk more about what we're going to do there. Um, the podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're on, we're on freaking Spotify, which is awesome. Um, and then the episode, if you aren't on any of those and you're just the website, you can always go to the website, subscribe that way, get an email whenever a new episode comes out. And so please share me like crazy with the world, with your world, your friends, and show them that they've got another uh, podcast out there to listen to, especially if they're Seahawk fans or fans of the NFC West in general, or even just NFL fans. I'm going to talk a lot of NFL and have a lot of fun doing it. I got a ton of fun stuff planned for the season. Like I said, um, I keep saying Twitch, and I mean TikTok. Twitch, we're going to have a channel on there. We're going to do uh, live streams of the podcast. That'll be so fun. I'm looking forward to that. TikTok, we're going to be going crazy on TikTok because it's just a platform you can't ignore right now. Uh, might be some TikTok lives out there and all that good stuff, so we'll do that too. Um, so in closing, um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming back. If you're new, welcome. If you're returning, uh, I missed you all very, very much. Um, I have, even once Andrew stepped away, you Cowboy fans, if you're still here, uh, the support that all of you gave, and it was just me uh, filling in, trying to make it work, uh, I can't thank you enough for doing so. The last episode that we did, that I did back in the the one right after the Super Bowl, in the the so have been twenty 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 that twenty twenty Super Bowl. That was the last episode we did that I did. See, I keep saying we. I'll get over it. Don't worry. Uh, that I did. That is that episode right there is the most listened to episode in this podcast history. And it continued to get listens even after it was obvious that it was going. We were, I, I was going to take a break, and kept getting listens. And it, it's the most popular episode that this podcast has ever had. So, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for all your support. I hope we can continue to grow. I have great big plans, and I and with that, I hope comes more and more listeners, and we can grow this thing together and be a cool little community. So. Um, thank you so much. I hope you all stay and enjoy the new version of the common ground football podcast. And, um, until next week, I'm signing off the same way I did this whole entire time because why not? So, uh, until next week, go Hawks. <laughs>